When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi, and the Blackhawks lose 4-3 in Detroit. That If this game was 15 years ago, I'd be really heartbroken about it. Yeah, I'd be real pissed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, it was a tough one. The Hawks had a 2-0 lead. Two goals in a row from Taylor Radish. Then Detroit comes back, and they tie it up. And then the Hawks get up 3-2, and then it's just, they fall apart. And they lose in the end. And guess who scores the game-winning goal? Dominic, Dominic Kubelik. Kubelik. His 18th goal of the season. So He would lead the Blackhawks in goals. Yes, he, he would. would. He would. But right now it's Taylor Radish who leads the Blackhawks yeah. in goals. Uh, double, goal for, uh, double goal night for Radish. It's pretty good. Yeah. We should be in the garden. Yeah. What we're doing here. This game, it's a bit unbelievable that it was as close as it was. When you're really digging the numbers, the shots on goal were 41-20 in favor of Detroit. I just saw a note from Scott Powers that I'm killing time to find. He says the Blackhawks finished with an expected goals percentage of 16.73 in five versus five play. That's their worst percentage of the season. The Red Wings led them 28-10 in scoring chances and 14-2 and high danger chances. See, there are some games. five v 5 right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it felt that way. Yep. There are some games when you, like, look at the advanced stats, and you're like, wow, I didn't even, like, realize it was that lobster. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm surprised it was that close. That's yeah. how this one felt. That second period was phew, nothing but Red Wings, man. Well, it and was, you, had to, you had to see Luke Richardson pull his team together in the second period and probably just be like, hey, what happened? We were playing so well, and now it's just completely the opposite, whereas last game it was like, they were playing so bad in the first period and still still had a lead going into that first intermission and then came out in the second period and just took it to the Senators. It was the opposite tonight. Yeah. They had a good first period. They go into the intermission up 2-0, um, you know, playing, ha- having control of the game, and then the wheels just fell off in that second period. Uh, I yeah. said it wrong, by the way. It was 2 nothing, Hawks. Then it was 3-2 Detroit. Then it was 3-3. Then it ended up... Uh, four three. So I, I I had it backwards. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. If you think I suck, smash no, that like button. No. <laughs> Joey Anderson put the Hawks up three two. Why am I stupid? That I can't. Is answer. that the poll question? Clip, Why is Jay that, stupid? Clip that, Stephen. <laughs> there is a poll question, but that's not it. So yeah, we're talking about like, you know now that the games are we don't have as much <laughs> periphery stuff to talk about. We should do recaps. I'm incapable of it. Radish, radish. Larkin, Wallman, Larkin. That's three two. No, you're looking at it wrong. No, I'm. Oh, you know, here's what, okay, here's what I'm doing wrong. Every they day. have the Larkin unsuccessful penalty shot on the score sheet. Uh. So that's what I'm looking at. So it's Radish, Radish, Wallman, Larkin, Anderson. So there's there's 3-2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raymond makes it 3-3. Kublik makes it 4-3. Yes, because I specifically oh. remember shouting out 
Joey Anderson, you couldn't have picked a worse time to score your first blackout <laughs> goal. <laughs> well, NHL.com screwed me, so uh, I could just read more carefully, but meh. Nah, what fun is that? It's overrated. Yeah, what fun is that? Um, but the, look, this is, you know, and I think everybody kind of understands this, and, and it's, it's how it's been all year, but with the roster the way it is, a comically bad uh, NHL roster, this is what most of these games are going to look like. And if not for Alex Stalock, who, let's be honest, yeah. if there's a most valuable player on one of the worst teams in hockey, he might be the guy. He's been When he's been healthy, he has been terrific. Yeah, he's he's been great. I mean, we, we talked about it. Um, thank you, Nathan, for the shout-out to the haircut. Uh, we talked about it before this season and made the joke like, hey, those tank games against the uh, the Coyotes and whatnot, those are your Staylock games, and, and it, he's been completely the opposite this season. He's been the best goalie that they've had yeah. outside of uh, the legend of Jackson Stauber. But, yeah, I mean, a great game from him tonight. Uh, we, we had the, the full experience again, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, sign me up for next season. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but, yeah, a, a, a really good performance from him with, without – the way that he played in that second, I, like I know he gave up the four goals, but like on forty-one shots, like you 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 can only do so much. So without him in that second period, it would have been you know out of reach at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean a, a really good game for him. He's definitely playing his way into uh, another year or two of of NHL jobs if he wants them either here or next season. Like, he's he is playing well enough to where, you know, if he does go to the free agency market, teams are going to look at, you know, the, the roster he played behind right. and say, hey, you still put up these kinds of numbers? Like, we'll give you a job. Like, yeah. hey, Edmonton, you, we'll take you back. Yeah, and <laughs> he's just such an awesome dude to have in your yeah. locker room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why, like, as you mentioned in the off season, we were joking, put Stalock in for those tank games. And now we're literally like, oh, no, Stalock's too no, good. We, 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 need, we, we can't have him out there. Yeah. But, you know, as much as we talk about tanks and uh, we can't win these many games, any success Alex Stalock has, even if it goes against the tank standings, I'm happy for it. Because this, this, this guy has been, been through, through so much. Yeah. And he is... Like, it's not – when you hear Luke Richardson or other guys in the locker room talk about him, they're not just blowing smoke. Like, we've had been lucky enough to have the opportunity to talk to him numerous times yeah. this year and just see him interact with his teammates at practice in the locker room. He is a good locker room guy and a, mm-hmm. and a solid – you know, a, a, just a solid human being. So to have to see a guy that's gone through so much of those health problems lost an entire year – uh, you know, to health issues, and then this year had to be scary to be a goaltender that all of a sudden can't track the puck because you're having an ocular problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, that's and like the most the important thing. And, yeah. yeah, and the concu- like, it's it's got to be scary. I mean, he even said that like he had to spend days where he literally had to lie on the couch and couldn't play with his kids, like, and that just made it made him question everything. Yeah. And to have that kind of mental anguish and then to come back, play for a really bad hockey team, but not because of you. Do you like, it, it, good for him. Yeah, well, I think, too, like, a guy like that who's been through something like that, who is such a veteran, having that kind of perspective 
in the locker room, I think can be valuable too. Whereas, you know, lot like losses start piling up and guys start getting frustrated. And, you know, Alex Taylor says, look, man, this is not life or death. I had a life or death situation last year with mm-hmm. the myocarditis. And I've gone through myriad concussions and the ocular problem you mentioned. Like, it's just a game. Everything's going to be fine. Like, you st- we still got our families. We still, you know, have our livelihoods about us. At the end of the day, we're playing a game for a living. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when things get really, really bad, and there's only been a couple points this year where you were like, holy cow, you really got to be careful about losing a team here. Yeah. Um, I think having a guy with that kind of experience, that kind of – and just his personality in general is positive and – Mm. You, it's a different room when he's in there. Even yeah. when we go in there, when Staylock's there, it's a different feel. It's a lot looser. Yeah. People are laughing. It's louder. You know, there's just it's just a totally different atmosphere with him there. And I think aside from how well he's playing on the ice, everything he brings off ice is really valuable. And I wouldn't totally shock me to see the Hawks bring him back. I'm not sure what their plans are with Sauter Bloom next year. Um, but I don't know. I mean... I think it depends on what happens with Camesso, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that kind of have to go. They, maybe they, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of ways it can go, but I, I would love to see him come back one way or another. Yeah. yeah. And our, our guy Michael was asking, uh, why didn't anybody look at Stalag at the deadline? A couple of reasons. He was uh, hurt. First, he was just coming back from, you know, that, that ocular problem. So I don't think anybody was ready to. Uh, staple their playoff hopes to a guy that may right. or may not be able to see the puck. And yeah. there, it was pretty dead goalie market yeah, outside of They're, the yeah. surprising Jonathan, Jonathan Quick, Quick scenario trade yeah. where the Kings upgraded their goaltending by getting Corpusalo, maybe. Um, <laughs> there was Marginal really, increase. There yeah. wasn't much of a goalie market out there this trade deadline, which is rare. I, I, we talked, I brought that up during our trade deadline show, like there wasn't a lot of goalies being moved, which it's sometimes, you know, guys like the teams like the least sure up their backup goalie going down the stretch. But had Stalock not suffered that second injury, I bet there would have been a couple of phone calls possibly, you know, for him. But, you know, that could have been one of those situations where even if there was a phone call, Kyle Davidson would have been like, you know, unless you're going to, blow me away i'm not gonna trade him just to trade him yeah you know he's been good for us he's got his young family here it's just not worth it you know unless it's something he wants to do well Mm -hmm. and plus you know everything he's been through the last thing that guy needs is a trade too yeah yeah like right you know uprooting the family again moving again you know it's just it becomes a lot and i think that's something where you know some of the stuff that maybe fans don't think about uh, I saw somebody on Twitter today talking about like how uprooting a trade can be. I forget I forget exactly who it was, um, but it, there's a lot of stuff you don't think about, like the change of routine. And but I think especially for Staylock, the family the family deal and the health stuff. I think it was wise for Kyle Davidson, even if he had been healthy, to just say we're just going to hang on to this guy, let him play the whole yeah, year here. It's not worth a fifth, fourth, or fifth round yeah, pick that you're right, going to get from. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and, and Staylock's kids are at the games. All the time, I see him all the time mm-hmm. after games. So obviously, you know, very tight, close family situation there, and you don't want to, you know, necessarily pick those guys, move your family, or, or be separated from your family to be a backup goalie in Pittsburgh for three months. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, for six right, weeks, yeah. whatever it is, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and and Stalock was part of that group of of players that Cal Davidson brought in to 
part of the reason that they were here is to keep the locker room together going through a season that's that's like this you know guys that have positive positive attitudes that can keep keep things light when things aren't going well Mm -hmm. in the win-loss columns um you know guys like jack johnson max domi like they were part of that group as well and so when when those guys are traded out probably you know not not giving up staylock and not giving up that presence in the locker room for the final 21 games of the year that was probably more worth it to keep him in Kyle Davidson's eyes to kind of help the locker room stay mm-hmm. a little bit more you know engaged and, and stay stay loose for the final 20 games than it was to get a fifth round pick or whatever it would have uh, would have been the price for him uh, we got a super chat here from Young Dangle God. Five bucks says, friendly reminder, Connor Bedard has 32 points in his last 10 games. One step closer tonight, guys. Of course, that's kind of where our minds are right now. Yeah. Is that a lot? Sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. Uh, and then Alexander, with a good question, says, interested to hear your opinion. You guys have said the goal should be winning a Stanley Cup. I agree. I hate the middle ground. But the Bulls guys said a fun team is good and can't always and it can't always be championship or bust. Well, that's I think coming, that, that's from, coming from a group coming to terms with a tank. Well, not, think, a, not, a, not, well, not we can we can bring not guys Matt already believing in the tank. Yeah. I think you can have fun teams on the way to a championship, right? Mm-hmm. right? This like is not a championship or bust Blackhawks team. No, no, no. But the the every move you make as a GM and as a team should be with the idea of not to steal a line from my former colleague, Dan Bernstein. How does this get me closer to a championship? Yeah. Right. That's the question you should always be asking. And it's true because look, love the bulls guys, but the bulls have not been significant or real championship threats since since Jordan, since that guy retired. Right. And that, that the bulls are the Nashville predators of the NBA where, oh, a couple years, they got some nice players, and they might surprise some people, like Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah. Mm-hmm. But they, you knew they weren't going to beat LeBron. You knew they weren't going to beat those great mega-power teams. You look at baseball, and you stick local. The White Sox are like that, mm-hmm. where they'll get so close. right? Like, oh, man, they're, they're, they got a lot of young talent, but when it comes time to sign that final piece, they don't do it. Hmm. And they're just good enough to get you in that, that playoff gate and very, very happy to finish second. Do, do, do the White Sox and Bulls have any kind of connection? Because that seems like a similar philosophy. I think, it's like, I I think, think, weird. I think at the top of the organizations, yeah, it's a little connected. Yeah. Interesting. It's strange. Yeah, so I, I think that, for example, I think next year's Hawks team, they're still going to be bad, but they're going to be more fun to watch. I think they're going to be fun bad. Because you know why? You got a guy like Lucas Reichel playing every game, mm-hmm. and we've seen him since his call-up, had another assist in this one, a beautiful give-and-go with play. Andreas Athanasiu, uh, gives it to Athanasiu, Athanasiu gives it back, gets it across the slot to Taylor Radish. She also hit the post in this game, was on the ice with a minute left, and another note from this one, uh, this comes from uh, Blackhawk Up on Twitter, Reichel with the second most time on ice for a forward group. Uh, that's really nice to see, 18.51 of ice time for Lucas Reichel. He is gaining the trust of Luke Richardson, and we have seen with him, it's it's been going up and up and up. And yeah. He's putting together good games back to back to back to back, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to see the herky-jerky, great game, bad game, great yeah. game, bad game. He's, he's leveling, and that's where you want to see from Lucas Reichel. Yeah, I think what – 
I think he's bec- he's gotten the messaging from this coaching staff and this management group of, of what they want to see from him. Um, and I think it's been evident in the last handful of games he's played over his last two call-ups. His first uh, dozen or so games in the NHL were under different coaches, different management. Um, and I think maybe, this is just me spitballing, I think maybe he thought I have to come in and, and, and be the offensive guy, be the highlight, highlight creator, and he just wasn't ready to do that. Um, and wasn't put in a, in a position to do that. And now he's been put in a position to do that, but been given more of a like, hey, focus on the small things. We we know what you we know the kind of gifts and talents you you do have. Work on the things that are going to help help you stay in the NHL uh, as as a young player, and then let let everything else come behind it. And I think I think we're seeing that with him. I think the 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 subtleties in the, in the game he's starting to hone a little bit. Uh, in these last couple of games, you know, the, the work back checking, the work away from the puck, being able to be willing uh, to go into the corners and, and go in and try and compete in, in puck battles is great. And then when, you, when he has the opportunities to make a nice, you know, give and go play or, or you know, get a, get a breakaway opportunity and, and get, a, get a goal uh, to, to boost his confidence, he's able to do that. So it's, it's really kind of a, a well-rounded game that he's yeah. starting to put together which is really encouraging to see um and yeah i mean this this coaching staff i think has is really done a good job of of putting guys in a position to succeed and and given the limitations that this roster has had all season mm-hmm. it's it's some of those little little victories that have to matter more than if this team was trying to contend for the playoffs yeah and we we heard yesterday, if, if you listen to yesterday's show, uh, if not, you can check it out uh, on the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. We played a clip from, from Luke Richardson who went out of his way right. to uh, come to and hey, look at that. That's, okay, that's we, got, we, that's, we got Michael Collada admitting changing his mind on <laughs> Luke Richardson. You're going to need to mark cl- it down. We're gonna need to do a screenshot that and send it to the Cubs guys. You're right. I also give a lot of props for saying that. Hey, no, that's yeah. Yeah. so good for you. That's, that's good. Right on, man. I, and that's and good. there were a lot of people early in the season that were like, I don't know about this Luke Richardson guy. If he's the right guy, mm-hmm. this dude can coach. He is a great hockey coach. I'm excited for what he's going to be able to do with a roster that actually is, can, that can compete. compete yeah, uh, I bet he is too. Yeah, that's very true. Um, he is. He he uh, should be in the line for sainthood for having to deal with this season with the patience and the class that he has handled. Uh, yeah, right. This, but he knows he 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 knew this what it, what it was coming in. Yeah, uh, the, the, he joked er, a couple weeks ago about the trade deadline when they were like, "So when did Kyle Davidson tell you like this was probably going to be?" He says during the uh, during process. the first interview, <laughs> again in the second th- interview, and yeah. in the third interview, like he knew this is what it is, and he's learning, and, and this is good because he's learning on the job when there is zero expectation mm-hmm. and zero pressure, and he's proving without a shadow of a doubt. That he is a really good hockey coach, and he he sees it in Reichel, and I think he took that opportunity to show Reichel himself that I've got the confidence. It's one thing to say it to you when you you got his hand on his shoulder on the bench, and you just but when you announce it to the world yeah. that this kid is getting it and he's doing the little things that most casual hockey fans won't even notice is going on. 
and he announces that to the world, that's only making him a more confident hockey player. And a ho- and a confident hockey player is a good hockey player. Well, we've got some post-game comments rolling in from Luke. This is from Ben Pope. Quote, a really sloppy game by us. In the second period, it just seemed to get worse. It looked like we couldn't catch a pass or make the right read or play. As well as everybody played last game, everybody was off other than our goaltender tonight. That's about as strong as I've seen Luke Richardson come off after a game in terms of criticism. Now, we don't hear his tone. We don't, I'm sure he wasn't yelling or screaming, but that's pretty on the nose. And yeah. the fact that we all expect the Hawks to lose doesn't mean that the coach doesn't expect them to go out and compete. Right. And I don't know. I didn't see... Watching this game, I didn't, I didn't at any point think like, "Wow, the Hawks just really aren't giving her crap tonight." It just seemed like a, a massive talent gap. Yeah. Uh, but what he's saying is right. Like, couldn't receive a pass, couldn't make the right play. A lot of that is talent. Um, but hey, it's interesting to see what he had to say. I'm surprised that he was so specifically critical after this one. I mean, we've we've seen him do it. He he's good at picking his spots of when to do it, and I think, you know, the the first period against Ottawa was a lot like like that sloppy uh the passes were just bouncing off of everybody's stick there was no you know no puck possession guys were falling over uh, themselves so yeah I think that that's you know they came away with a five nothing win that game so it's kind of a little bit harder to come down on them but this this was a, a an opportunity to see like hey this this play is carrying over you can't let that happen even if you know it's the final you know 18 games of the season um this is, I think, guys in that locker room. Uh, if, if if Richardson has to remind them and 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 without saying it, like, hey, like, I know you guys may or may not have futures here, but you're also playing for futures in the NHL. Uh, so you know you can't let these opportunities uh, go by, and you can't just write these games off because you're not playing for anything. Like, if anything, you know, you maybe you're not playing for the Blackhawks, but you got to be playing for yourself. Yeah. You got to be having some pride in yourself and saying like, look, like, like a guy like Anders Bjork, like I was, I played this whole season in Rochester. Now I'm in Chicago. Like I got to make the most of it. So, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a good, I think a good skill for a coach to have, especially with a guy with a temperament like Richardson is picking your spots because it, it makes, it makes it count a little bit more as a player hearing that than if you're 24 seven, just berating guys like it could, then at that at, at this point in the season, if he was like that, it'd be in one ear out the other. Yeah. Well, this is also a good time to to do that too because this is the group he has for the rest of the season. Yeah. To like be overcritical two weeks ago would have made no sense because half the he knew half the room was going to be gone. Gone. So now he's got his group, the guys he's going in with, uh, in the battle for the last nineteen games of the season, whatever it is. So now is the time to. Put that out there, and and Richardson's very rarely been overly critical. In, in fact, he's pretty defensive of his team at a lot of post game press conferences. Yeah, uh, where he wants to spin it in a positive way as much as possible. So this just could have been one of those moments where he's like, "All right, I'm going to be show my disappointment because I know this is the group I've got going forward, and we can use it as a teaching point and hopefully." improve uh individually from it got a really good question here from jamie in the chat and he says uh, steve eiserman has been the gm of the red wings since april of 2019 would you be happy with kyle davidson if he accomplishes what eiserman has after almost four years that's a tough question uh 
one can say what has Steve Eisman accomplished. In well, four years, I will say that like he has got some real nice pieces there. He also has not had the luxury of a lottery pick, as far as I can remember. Ed Mason Raymond was fourth Lucas overall. Raymond. Luke Lucas Raymond, not most, Mason. Most Raymond. Cider was a top. Mason seven. Mason Raymond is completely different. Raymond. Yes. Cider was, I think, six. Everybody loves Raymond. Sixth overall. Yes, they do. Six or seven. And those two picks seem to be panning out. Yeah, yeah those they, were, the, those they, were they were key, they were key two key players tonight for sure. He did you not d- draft Zadina, right? He no, no. Zadina would have been Zadina was in the Boquist draft, right? So 2018. Okay. Uh, and you know, you 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 find a contract extension with Dylan Larkin. I think that's a that's a good idea. Smart. I mean. It's the the writing was on the wall that that should have happened anyway. Like you don't you don't just let him walk for no reason, especially where the Red Wings are right now. Um, I think the moves he made this off season to try and like go for it was like I appreciate the effort, but it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. And going with like we we talked about it uh, on either the day after the trade deadline uh, day or on trade deadline day. But, like, getting rid of Philip Peronic and extending Olimata yeah, seems I would, backwards. Yeah. I, the, the, like, I would have been happy if Davidson, after year three, had done what, you know, uh, Eiserman done. I, I, I would want a little more, but I'd be okay with that. But it's this, this season I'd be upset with. Yeah. The whole, let's bring in all these veterans and spend yeah. all this money on mid-level free agents. I agree. Uh, so, I think... The we bi- like what building. he has done to get to the point yeah. of before this year, but then he, he kind of got ahead. He got ahead year. of his skis this a little not bit. The yeah. year. And none of those guys he signed this past off season were like guys that are going to be like five, six years from now major contributors to those teams. Right. right. He got like f- four. I thought the, the Huso move was good. Yeah, but that was a free goalie. Yeah. Right. Right. That was an easy move. Right. But yeah, like. I David brought, Perron. It, brought in Perron, brought in Kubelik. See, Perron is like the final. Pe- like, if you think you're a contender, you're a pudwack away from a Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> you bring in David Perron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and also the decision to trade Tyler Bertuzzi, and and maybe that's a you know Speaking that could be a personality wax. thing, right? Where it's yeah. not just about the numbers on the score sheet, but uh, maybe just not a guy he wants around. I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, I think coming into the season, I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the way that he handled this season specifically. If he if if Davidson can build up to the up to the point of the twenty two twenty three season like Eiserman did, I'd be all right with it. Yeah, I just I I don't want him, and it doesn't seem like he's so far in his tenure uh, hasn't shown the 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 personality trait of like being impulsive. And trying to, you know, right. like, oh, we got a lot of momentum. Let's let's keep let's let's now change the plan and carry this momentum. He seems like someone who won't let that temptation get the best of him. Um, and I I think, you know, all signs kind of point right now to the building going in the right direction, the building process, uh, you know, with the prospects and everything. So if if that can continue, there's. Tons of opportunity to do it with all the picks that he's acquired, uh, Davidson has. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if he can build in the next two, three, four years for it to, to get to that point where the temptation of, like, hey, if we go for it all this offseason, like, maybe we can do something, Yeah, that's fine. Just if you're going to do that, uh, make sure it's not with guys who are, like, in their 30s and aren't right. going to be 
yeah, here that, that's yeah, why are, are going to be productive for a while. I like the Huso move. I like the Andrew Cott move. Those make sense to me in the context of what Detroit is doing. But the other ones, like Perron and Olimata. Yeah. And Kubelik makes sense. Inexpensive guy with a lot of scoring potential. Pia Suter the year before. All right, guys, Shoney can score a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's pick him up. Those sort of things make sense. Those other two I did not really like. Uh, let's get to our four stars of the game here and then take a break, and we'll come back with a little bit more on this uh, thrilling hockey match. <laughs> All right, the three stars of the game, number three for the Red Wings, Lucas Raymond. He had a goal, was a plus one, 21-49 of ice time, five shots on goal, another shot attempt. He had a takeaway as well. Really solid game for him. Your number two star for the Blackhawks, Taylor Radish. Two shots on goal. I'm sorry, two goals, three shots on goal, and one hit. And your number one star of the game, you guessed it, the greatest number 81 in Red Wings history, Dominic Kubelik, <laughs> with a goal in 13:47 of ice time. Two shots, two more shot attempts, and a hit for Dominic Kubelik. And he won 100% of his one faceoffs. Nice. So there you go. Uh, my number four star of the game goes to Lucas Reichel. For the reasons we talked about uh, before, he had an assist, hit the post, 18.45 of ice time, was actually not credited with a shot on goal in this one. Uh, posts hit, don't count, but had two shot attempts, delivered a hit, and blocked a shot. Um, really, it's more about the big picture with him here because he is really, really uh, gaining the trust of this coaching staff, getting big minutes, getting opportunity on the top line, Power play, Tom, on the ice with only a minute to go and an empty net. He's doing everything right in his most recent call-up, and and I, I love what we've seen from him uh, since the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Gets me excited. Yep. He's, uh, he's I think, starting slowly to quiet the doubters a little bit. Yeah, right. Uh, there, man. Well, the, pe- the, the people that are, that are down on Lucas Reichel just because he's not a star yet, haven't watched Lucas Reichel. Like, yes, buy buy an AHL AHL TV subscription and, and you know don't even need to do that. Just log on to the Ice Hogs uh, YouTube page and watch. Yeah, the watch or the highlights or read the Rebuild Report on allchgo. That's the best idea you've had yeah. all night. Yes, become that's the become one. a diehard and right. get all your Reichel information how from development us. Got to write that thing tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna write it tonight. Oh. My first uh, fourth star of the game. Uh, speaking of firsts. Hey. Uh, is uh, Joey Anderson? How you doing? Hey. Whoa, we were doing we were doing the uh, friends and blossom impression. <laughs> Who's your favorite Blackhawk? Call uh, me Joey. <laughs> but Joey Anderson, first goal as a Blackhawk, had a pretty nice game. Three total shot attempts. Uh, his only shot on goal went in the goal, and they also had two block shots, which is uh, pretty impressive for a forward. Tied him with uh, Ian Mitchell, the only two guys on the team that had more than one block shot tonight. So. Joey Anderson, he's one of these guys that, you know, you can lump in the group with an Anders Bjork or a Taylor Radish or Sam Lafferty, a guy that was, you know, a, a decent, talented prospect on a team that's just full of stars, that he's not going to get much of an opportunity. Buried. So maybe comes here, gets an extended look, an extended role, and hopefully for him, Makes the most of it and uh, not not too bad. Gets his first goal. It was it was a real nice play, right off the faceoff, quick little snipe in the net. So good stuff from from our guy Joey. Joey, yeah. Hopefully he's uh, enjoying a beef sandwich after this. My game. favorite concrete blonde song. Yeah. 
You guys keeping secrets over there? I'm just reminding him that we have a read coming up. Ah, it's yes. Okay. Be, oh, I'll be the first oh, one to read it. Yeah, show it ah, there yes, it is there. I see. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm on uh, the second read. My, uh, my production meeting. My fourth star of the game uh, was Alex Stalock. Uh, pretty easy choice there. 41 shots faced, made 37 saves. Uh, just, a, a, again, just a, another really good performance, um, doing the most that he can to uh, keep this team in games, which you appreciate. Um, but also, hey, <laughs> we do need to lose some of these games. So so <laughs> good, good on him for uh, making sure this one didn't go to overtime. Uh, but just a really, really great effort from him. And like I said, like we talked about before, if, uh, if the Blackhawks want him to come back next year and, you know, keep providing that kind of locker room presence and keep giving us a taste of the Alex Stalock experience for one more season as everything builds up to the next few years, uh, I would not have a problem with that whatsoever. Because oh, he's fun to watch, darn it. <laughs> you never know what you're your, going to see out of your Alex heart rate Stalock. goes up he's, with he's, Alex Stalock in that. He is a lot of excitement between those goalposts. Yeah. And if you want to uh, continue to watch the Alex Stalock experience, whether in Chicago or elsewhere, you can get your tickets at a great price through our friends at Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows, anything you could ever imagine. Uh, you can go to Game Time and get yourself a great ticket for a great price. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. Greg, I know you went to Bruce Springsteen last night. Were you on the floor? I was not. Uh, I was behind the stage and was, so I could see the floor. There you go. There you go. Well, with game time, it's possible to get whatever seat that you ever wanted. They have the biggest last-minute price drops that can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. You're never going to find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. I believe there's, what, seven home games left? So yeah. not, a, not a lot of opportunities to see these Blackhawks at home before the season is over. So if you feel like you want to go out and do that and spend your money that way, well, do it through game time. Created by the fans, for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. So if you find the, a ticket to a game from a different site that is lower than game time, uh, you're really going to be scrounging to try and find that. But if you do, bring it to game time. They will price match it to make sure that you are getting the lowest price through them. That's how much they care. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. All right. And you want to jump on DraftKings. They are the official betting partner of CHGO and all city place a couple wagers today. I bet a parlay. Of the Cubs to win over 77 and a half and the Sox to win 83 and a half. Ooh, so okay. I parlayed that one and I bet the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup at plus 400. So I mean, got, that's a good That's bet. not one parlay. That's one parlay with the baseball and then a Bruins bet on the side. They've also got the no sweat NBA same game parlays. Uh, again, place your baseball bets. I like to have that money in my account just hanging there until October to find out how, how I'm going to do on those bets. <laughs> but it should be a lot of fun. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers, you can bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And with that, it is time for our Draft Kings, King of the Game. It's going to go to Taylor Radish. Uh, his two goals in the game, he is now the team leader with 16 goals. He had three shots on goal, 16.07 of ice time. He is our Draft Kings, King of the Game. And I know we had a comment in the chat about how well he's playing. I believe it was Super Chat. We'll get to it here in a moment. Um, but we, we say this all the time. Taylor Radish is a guy we don't talk about too much, and it's Tebow41 fan with a $5 Super Chat. Radish continues to make the Hagel trade look like a big win for Davidson on top of the picks. This is one of those trades that both teams are glad they made. Yeah. Because Hagel's been really good for Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think he's got, what, like 54 points or something? He's having a yeah, really good he's, year. He has blossomed there. Yeah. That's so, for sure. But it's, it's you know... It's it's working out well for both. You're going to have probably the end of the year, maybe a twenty a twenty goal season from Taylor Radish, possibly. So. Yeah. Which, if when you made that trade, you said this guy's going to score twenty next year. Okay, great. Yeah, that sounds great. Plus two first round picks, and, and Tampa is very happy with Brendan Hagel. And another warm body in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. And, and Brendan Hagel has been really good for Tampa. Brendan Hagel on this roster, I, he's probably at sixteen goals right about now. So like you didn't, yeah. I don't think you lost a whole lot there. He he um, might have been traded. Well, yeah, <laughs> might have been eventually well, he traded. Been traded eventually at yeah. some point, but um, yeah, March eighth. It is March eighth, and just like we all predicted in September, Taylor Radish and Patrick Kane <laughs> have Tied the same goals. amount of goals. Yeah, it's crazy, 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 crazy. And Patrick has Kane anyone is been paying here. attention, by the way, to like? How the reaction to Patrick Kane has been in New York? Nope, don't uh, care. Not well received with for his zero points and minus four in two games. They're overreacting in New York? Get out of here. Yeah. Wait till uh-huh. they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to oh, be yeah, Just get out of my life, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> oh, for so many reasons. Yes, please go to the Jets. For so yes. many reasons. Become more like Brett Favre. Yes. Get pud. Yeah. Yes. Just don't send your weenie to anyone. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the New York Jets of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, just, everyone just hates him, including their, his family. Yeah, yeah, just just pointless. There's really no At point for either of those things to exist. Yeah. Oh man, I got a question here from Nate. It says, would it be better for Davidson to draft with all four second round picks this year, or use one or two of them as trade ammo or RFA leverage? Example: the New York Rangers against the Cap. You offer. Uh, Heedle three at four compensations a second. Ooh, I mean that's interesting. Yeah, I I don't. So I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. And but that's the reason. This, this you is do the that. stuff we don't know about Davidson yet. Yeah, we like we've seen him be aggressive in giving up players to get assets back, but we haven't seen him really be aggressive in trying to hurt another team. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not saying he can't do it. There just hasn't been a reason to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you could say, oh, you want us to take Peter Mrazek? Give us a first. That's kind of that mindset of we're not helping you unless you help us. Right. You want to get rid of uh, of Nikita Zaitsev, and now we understand why. <laughs> we'll <laughs> you need, know, yeah. You're going to have to pay. You're going to have to make it worth our while to do that. Yeah. So he's been a little ruthless in that way. So, I look, I'm open for anything. I, I think, I know he didn't say this, but I know a lot of people are like, offer sheet, offer sheet. That so rarely happens it's, to it's, guys. You know, I would love for Kyle David to be let the guy. Davidson, that back. Yeah, rough ruffle feathers. Who <laughs> yeah. gives a shit? Yeah, like, we already like, already has one Kyle scared at him. Well, yeah, yeah, so. right. You know? I it's just yeah, I I think it's it's really great. And and um Stephen Ellis with uh, Daily Faceoff uh 
you, Greg, you pointed out the the article that uh, that he wrote about the Blackhawks and, and their trajectory and you know turning the rebuild around maybe quicker than people are expecting with the way Kyle Davidson's kind of set things up. Um, he spoke about like using draft picks as ammo to get actual players uh, as 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 trade pieces rather than just strictly using them as as, as draft picks, and and that's the that's one of the the things that is. Uh, really understated about what Kyle Davidson has done with the amount of picks he's gotten and the value of the picks that he's gotten uh, over the next at least three drafts, uh, maybe 23, 24, 25, 26, at least the four drafts uh, coming up where, you know, he's got multiple firsts, multiple seconds, multiple thirds. Like, like uh, you know, our, the, the comment said, like, you can use some of those some of those picks to to really gives, really gives put the pressure on some teams that are cap strapped and and RFAs that are coming up that are, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that you know we talked about like oh we'd love to see Davidson get some like prospects on the cusp of the NHL in at this trade deadline he might do it this off season and get an R get an RFA that is is getting uh, squeezed by a team that's uh, in a tough cap situation and it might come out with like a 22, 23, 24-year-old player who's like legit NHL like established and, and that would be really awesome. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, the, the flexibility that he has to either use a pick to get a guy in the draft, use a pick as a trade, as a trade move up in the draft. Like that's why you, you love to see the, the amount of picks he has. Because that flexibility is really valuable. Here are some of the uh, exactly why you do it. RFAs on the way. Alex Debrinkit, Pierre Luc Dubois. Get him. Uh, <laughs> Pierre Luc Dubois is only twenty four. That's amazing. That's crazy. Seems like he's been in the league for twelve years. Uh, Jesper Bratt, Vince Dunn, uh, Lafreniere, Bowen Byram, Jesse Pugliarvi. No, Dennis Kurianov, <laughs> Alex Turcott, <laughs> Philip Hedel. Uh, they're like these are good names, right? Like these are get these them are all guys that you can look at and say, all right, get them all. When the Hawks are good again. <laughs> These guys could be part of things. Um, what's the compensation to offer sheet to bring at? Just for fun. They're not going to do it. Because uh, it's got to be like, what, all the first-round picks he has? I don't even know where to find that. Let me see. How about Cap Friendly? Cap Friendly usually has a compensation calculator. Let's see. RFA. Here, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, because Brinkett's cap hit this year is, what, $8 million? Yeah. He signed like a... Like a one year, it was a, or no? He he had one year left. This was the last year of his yeah what was of his that? bridge what, deal. What was that? It was at six million, six and a half, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so if he's made, so it's based off of what he's making this year, would be the compensation, I think. Yeah. Um, we had no worries. Just rage talking about Zaitsev contract should have been worth a first. Don't compare it to the Stillman for Dickinson trade, uh, because you're dealing with. Uh, a much worse general manager in Vancouver than you are in Ottawa. Um, <laughs> well, no, I am. I know Pierre Dorian isn't like the world's greatest GM, but compared to whatever's going on, apparently the Bulls are doing stuff. Oh, in case you something crazy just happened in the Bulls game. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think the the, Zeit, the Zaitsev deal. I, I'm not. I'm not. Not crying that it's not a first. No, it's getting a second. That second. It turns into one of these RFA offer sheets. Yeah, it's right. all good. But no, that, that's just a two different situations. And then the, just to show you what it is, and then the Canucks trade Corey or uh, Riley Corey Stillman. That's his dad, Riley Stillman. Right. Away. So yeah. Basically, you know, two different situations dealing with two different general managers. That you know, one was a little more desperate. 
um, to get rid of that sour than the other. One had more of a plan. <laughs> it's weird. Those, those plans are tricky. They get yeah. in the way of things. Right, yeah. I, I don't think I can find this. All right, it's not that All hard. right, whatever. It's Qualifying not going to happen. So let, yeah. Qualifying offer would be $9 million, Is that right? I believe that is sure. correct, yeah. Get friendly says but then what's is. the, you mean the compensation? I the can't compensation find that. To, to offer sheet. Because uh, you have to give up a. Like it's got to be like three, three first round picks for that salary. Anyways, we can, we, we can scrap it. We'll find it later. Yeah. My computer's bad. dying and I have it on like the lowest brightness possible too, which is oh, annoying. Nice. And I'm old as shit. So there you go. <laughs> Um, That'll happen. Yeah, Nate says wellness check on the CHGO Bulls crew. Yeah, they're they're okay. they're alive. They're, they're well. Alive. I haven't seen any hats being thrown. They're alive uh, and well. Yeah, they're doing good. And Rob Schaefer's here, so make sure you catch their uh, their post game tonight. Yeah. That should be a fun one. Um, who else we need to talk about in this game? I'm just trying. You know, I'm trying to. I guess we could talk about Zaitsev a little bit. Who is just? You talk about the blue lines. He was the very Pretty blue bad. to the left, and he's just he's not good. <laughs> taking penalties and just yeah, he's not good. He's barely noticeable. How did that guy ever sign a contract that valuable? Kyle Dubas. He's really good at his job. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that was a Toronto contract. And yep. then another genius GM decided to trade for that contract, thinking he was going to be a player. I just don't – I don't know. I was kind of interested to see what he would bring. Like, oh, you know, fresh start, team where you get a little more minutes. Now, he's been just completely a non-factor, and I wonder how soon it will be until he's healthy scratched. With England out, and it seems like he's going to be out. I think Luke Richardson sent today maybe 10 days because of the hamstring. Well, one, the, he said on one to trip, two weeks. So yeah. It's yeah. going to be at least a week. So it's, it's going to be a while for him, and that's that's probably good news for Zaitsev. Um, but Ian Mitchell wasn't exactly great in this game either. No. There's uh, not a ton of options. There's Yeah. Who, but it's, it's helping the overall goal of the season uh, to play him. So speaking to Ian Mitchell, a couple of things that were being talked about in the chat. I just want to mention real quick, a lot of people saying, you know, Ian Mitchell should go back to the AHL. The fact that he's not going back to the AHL shows you what the organization thinks of his future. If they still it's, thought he was yeah. a high potential guy that's going to be here for years to come, he would be in the AHL working on his struggles and playing big minutes there. The fact that he's not should tell you all you need to know about where they're going with him. And, and then the whole uh, Gogolev uh, situation. Yeah, that was weird. It was a little weird. Uh, somebody put it in the chat about uh, why would you trade for a guy, and then turn that then that they just. I don't think that was the game plan. Yeah, because yes. he he was in the lineup for the ice for the ice and scored a goal in a win Saturday night in in against the Rocket. So I don't think this was the plan. Well, we'll just take him and then terminate his. It's a little goofy. It's a little weird. I haven't. Uh, I I sent out a couple feelers to people that are are within the Rockford scene and I haven't heard back. It came out of nowhere and a little weird. I don't, th in, the, yeah. in the end, I don't think it's a big deal. No, but if, it's strange. If I'm, if I'm trying to kind of connect some dots just in my own brain, just kind of uh, observing this situation from the outside, my, my thoughts would be that, you know, you, you got Gogolev as a guy who was doing really well in the ECHL this year, um, you know, was an undrafted player, 23 years old. Like, maybe there's some upside to him that, you know, you could bump him up to the AHL, see what he can right. do. Um, and, you know, he, he he's playing with the Ice Hogs. And my thought is that, you know, it, it seemed like maybe a, 
a assignment back to the ECHL may have been coming. He may have been may have been headed down to Indy because Rockford's roster uh, is potentially on the verge of bringing in some college and junior players that their seasons may be ending soon. Um, so maybe that was that was possibly going to be uh, coming for him. And it may have been a mutual dis- mutual decision between Gogolev and the and the Blackhawks organization to say, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go down to Indy and play in the ECHL with a team that I don't know. Why don't you guys just axe my contract? I'll go back to to Newfoundland where I was dominating, and I have a relationship with that team. And if I'm going to go back to the ECHL anyway, why don't I just go back to where I came from? where I'm comfortable and where I was playing well and just do it that way. And the Blackhawks probably are like, okay. I just paid my March rent two week, two days ago. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, and that's that's what I, I don't have any, you know, any information backing that up. I'm just as just it's, observing it. That seems like what a, may have been the case. Very logical uh, scenario. Yeah. You can only have so many contracts. Right, there's a, a there's a contract limit. And I think the Blackhawks are keen on bringing in their, their, some of their college guys and, yeah. and maybe even some of their junior guys uh, as the season ends. And, and Gogolev, as much as there may have been an opportunity for him, probably not part of the future with the Ice Hogs or Blackhawks. So, you know, if you have to make room for a Wyatt Kaiser or a Landon Slager, um, we know the plan is for Jalen Lipen to join the Ice Hogs once his uh, junior year, junior season is over. Um, whenever he's it comes already, to an he's end, already on a he's already signed. He's already signed. Yeah. Um, you know, may, maybe well, Slager and Kaiser has two contracts that you're, we're pretty much counting on happening. Right. Yeah. When the winter season and Slager season with Notre Dame is, is all but over unless they get a, a wacky uh, selection into the NCAA tournament. Cause they lost in the big 10 tournament. Uh, Kaiser's season could end this weekend with Minnesota Duluth. Um, so yeah, it could be very soon that both of those guys might be um, coming into the organization. So to have some, to have some uh, roster and, and and contract flexibility uh, is is necessary there. And I think that's maybe the most time we ever need to spend on Gogolev. What yeah. was your favorite <laughs> moment of the Gogolev when he era? scored the goal? Like goal was sweet. Yeah, that was. Good. And everyone was like, "Goal, Golev." Yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, Young Dangle God says, "How excited are you guys for Wyatt Kaiser to come up?" Once Minnesota Duluth is is eliminated, look, I'm excited to see anybody new, new and anybody that might be part of this team's yeah. future. Yeah, new Bring and and young and has a has a potential future. Sign me up. I want to see yeah. him. I want to see go. as Bring many as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 a good player. I like like we mentioned. I think probably the, on the last show, uh, yesterday. God, yesterday. Um. We talked a little bit about Wyatt Kaiser and, and, and his abilities and um, you know he's he's kind of rounded out his game and he's played a big role for you know a, a pretty uh, pretty prominent program for three years was with Team USA uh, for I think two World Juniors I think he was with what for a normal one and I think he was with Team USA in the summer World Juniors if I'm not mistaken um, so yeah I mean he's there, there's there's a future uh, for him there he's just got to make the most of the opportunity when he gets it. What's our like situation? We got sixty nine. Nice, nice. Yes. All nice. right, let's get to uh, let's get to eighty. 
Speaking of likes, for a bonus spin, by the nice, way, nice, uh, nice job changing our. We had to yes, the our, trade deadline forced us to change yes, our hit that like our button. like button. Graphic. Oh, I can't take credit for that. That was law. Ah, well, hold on. Take credit for he's it. He's not listening. He's asleep. Yeah, he's he could be care. listening for all we know. And well, you, you guys only saw one of them. I'm going to show all three of them. Oh, right. let's we go. Got, let's get the likes ones. up. Right. Oh, oh, that one's got a shelf life. I want to vote. I want to vote on which one's the best. That one's got a shelf life. Good. That's good though. That's, that's, that's great. Right let's keep that, that one, keep that one for the next ten years. That was solid. That's, but that's, this one, you might like this one. Oh, oh yeah, that's the Hall of Fame. That one's sexy. Right that's a wonderful. That one will one. never have to go away. Exactly. Hey, he's that's missing a, a button. One. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Mario. Uh-oh. Uh, little CSU office humor there. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, if you're being a putt in the chat, stop. <laughs> yeah. um, if you don't understand what's going on with the Blackhawks. And you're being a dick to What's people happening? in the chat. You could find your way out. Uh, that's a warning to you, sir. I think you know who we're talking about. I don't even know um, what's happening. Sorry, that's my burner account. <laughs> well, you're you're a good you're a multitasker. Wow. Um, but hey, before you head out for being a pudwack, get yourself a <laughs> banana hammock from Foco. <laughs> You've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams here at CHGO, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Joey Anderson with apparel from the leader in yes. sports merch cool? and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies that fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Mm. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's Como pro, promo como prod, <laughs> promo code <laughs> CHGO at foco.com for 10% off all non pre sale items. Did we get to our, what do we have, 79? I saw Como we're at Prode. 80. Oh, yeah. we got, we're at 80. Festive Beautiful. That was, that was my like. I forgot the like when I logged in. So uh, I so that's all right. They all count. They all count. All right. Why don't we get to update the tank standings and then we'll wrap this show up. Ooh. Is it that time already? It is. It is. Just flew by. All right, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, who blew a 4-0 lead against the Penguins last night, and Alex Nylander's NHL debut since the Sam Lafferty trade. uh, They are are first in the tank standings with 47 points in 64 games. With the loss tonight, the Hawks remain with 49 points in 64 games. San Jose and Anaheim tied at 50. Anaheim is playing Vancouver right now. I believe that game is tied. Mm. And Arizona is fifth in the tank standings with 54 points in 64 games. All those and, games and in hands doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. Yeah. Not We've really. seen Columbus to stop being so awful. Could you hold on to a 4 nothing lead? <laughs> Damn lead. They've blown so many leads the last month. Mm. A 4 nothing lead is hard to blow. Especially against the Penguins. Yes. Not with that attitude. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we have two spins at it, right? If we get to 90, we'll add a third. We got 86 we right now. Eight, or only four more, yeah. Yeah, four more. Four we can more do that. Are we, we going that. back to uh, Tankathon? Oh. Yeah, prospectwatcher.com kind of didn't help us out. Too. Yeah, no, that wasn't good. Oh, I thought you were going to say they, like, crashed or something. Oh, no, no. They're, they're fine, <laughs> they but our results aren't on there. Yeah. All right, we're back to Tankathon. All right. All right, fired we've, up. We've rehired we got two Billy spins Martin. so far. Ugh, San Jose, gross. Columbus, Chicago, Anaheim, Arizona. That's no good. I don't like that. All right. Let's try again. Try again. Send us home on a happy note here. Come yeah, on. Really. Come on. Big money, Tank-a-thon. big money, big money. We have not won in a while. Yeah. Anaheim, uh, San Jose, Columbus, Chicago. Boo. That's the worst. Screw it. We're doing it. One more. Get we got one here. more California like California hockey. 
Just one more like. One more like. Give us the like. You and your chili peppers. It's coming. We can do one more. Do the like. Do it. Do the like. Do the like. Mm. There it is. is. All right. right. I was going to wait for it. There we go. Thank you, dude. All right. Here's our final. It's about damn time. And we did it for the Tyler Johnson like. So whoever whoever number 90 was, that one's for you. There you go. Perfect. Well, Let's thanks everybody for tuning Rick in. Flair woos going on. Here. Yeah, uh, we are off tomorrow. Speaking of woo, day off. Woo. Uh, we're back Friday and Saturday for post game. Woo! It is the Lightning, then Panthers, or Panthers do I have and Lightning. Okay, Panthers and Lightning. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Losses. Lost, tour of lost followed by a loss. <laughs> yes, and I want to remind you that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use that promo code CHGO. When you sign up for Greg and Mario and Steven, Woo. I'm Jay. We'll talk to you uh, Bulls, Friday night. Yeah. After yeah, Bulls. Uh, Bulls post hey, are the Bulls Panthers winning? And Bulls post game. Bulls are winning. Coming up uh, very soon with special guest hey, Rob beat, Schaefer in studio with those good. guys tonight. Ooh. All right. We'll talk to you. Have a good night. Denver?